0: Hey everybody, my name is Drew Baker. Welcome to The Brutal Podcast. On this show, I interview progressive winemakers, chefs, farmers, and other interesting guests at my kitchen table. We tell stories and talk about our lives, our work, and our interests. Nothing added, nothing taken out. On today's episode, I interview Kimberly Johnson, co-founder and vintner of Philosophy Winery in the great state of Maryland. Philosophy Winery is the first Black-owned winery in the Mid-Atlantic, and they're not only making history, they're making incredible wines. Trust me, their 2019 Rosé is fire. So the table is set. Kimberly Johnson's in the house. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and just excited all all around.
0: Yes, well, uh, you know, Kim, We go way back. We go
1: way back, dude.
0: (laughs) I know. So like when I was like getting ready for this show uh, earlier and I was just kind of like thinking, you know, thinking through some of the questions I wanted to ask you and some stuff I wanted to talk about. And I remember, I was like trying to remember and, uh, you know, kind of like, the first memory I have of our friendship. And I think back, it was, it was seven years ago. We yeah. spent a weekend slinging wine in North Beach. Oh, my goodness! Local. Wasn't that fun? Yes, <laughs> that was so much
1: fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that basically was it. You know, uh, when I first met you, uh, I thought you were Brandon. So I said, hello, Mr. Johnson, because <laughs> you were standing next to Ashley in my job interview. Yeah. But you were not Mr. Johnson. You were definitely Mr. Baker. Um, <laughs> but dude, the first time we spent together, uh, the entire day was North North Beach, and Hogan was a candidate for governor. I know. Would you believe that?
0: I know. He's so actually, president. it might have been that. Might be more than seven years ago. Because, I think so too. Yeah, he's at the end of his second term, and that was that was when I was like, I don't know who that guy is and what. Yeah, he's you here. said
1: that. You were like. <laughs> who is this guy? I said, well, dang, he has a posse with him. Okay. So he must be somebody important. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty cool. Your feet was hurting at the end of the day. It was a great day.
0: Yes. That was a good time. So it feels like a lifetime ago. So like what a cool progression though. Like, I mean, I, you know, then it was like, you know, I was getting mixed up for Brandon Johnson. You're like, (laughs) it's like passionate, like, Neophyte in wine, like new hire. And then over the years you've moved up to like manager and like now peer, right? Like you're yes. literally a winery owner. Yes. And uh, you know, how like I'm super proud of you. That's really cool. Um, so I think it would be cool if for our listeners, you could kind of break it down. Like, who is Kim Johnson? Where are you from? How how how'd you get where you are today? Like, give us the story.
1: All right. Well, I am born and raised from Baltimore City uh, on the west side of Baltimore. So most people, if you're from Baltimore, you'll say, hey, so what side are you from? It's either the east side, west side, south side or north side. So I'll say west side and then they'll ask, what school did you go to? So I, was, I went to um, elementary school, middle school and high school in Baltimore City. So, yes, they can produce some number one hitters, okay? That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, with that, I have my two babies, Kayla and RJ. I'm a single mom. And I'm doing the damn thing when it comes to trying to own her own winery and starting to starting a history basically here with being the first African American woman, as well as the first African American winery as far as I know from here to Jersey. So um, I don't know, I'm just, it's just pretty exciting. It's exciting and, and just overall, just unreal at the same time.
0: Yeah, you're just taking names and making it happen.
1: Yeah, kind of sorta.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that like, that's amazing. Um, how, how'd you get started on this journey? Like what sort of was that moment where you're like, hey, I'm, I'm into wine. What was your first experience?
1: So my first experience was trying to get into festivals for free. So my girls and I, we're all married. We all have children. We're all trying to get away and have like a girl's day. So we are volunteering at a local winery. And with that, you get free admission to that festival. That's what we wanted, was free admission to a festival where there were no kids. And, and no husbands. So, um, <laughs> you know, take it back 10, 10 15 years later, uh, now divorced, I'm doing a whole different thing. I, I own my own winery where I hope to help others.
0: That's incredible, yes. Yeah. So um, on your on your website, well, I wanna get into that. Like, I love that, but um, actually, well, hey, let's, let's just jump right into it. I think on, on your website, you know, front and center you talk about philanthropy and just kind of exactly what you just said which is helping others and i think it's so incredible that as like you know a, as like a cornerstone of your new business like from the get go right like you're like just gearing up to sell your very first bottle of wine and you're already committing to uh, providing mentorships to two other young women passionate women each year who are interested in learning the ropes, learning right. what it is to get into the wine business, how they get all of their licensing and insurance and all the stuff that you and I know is just like, I mean, it's a lot. So yes, like, God. I think it's so cool that like you're taking all this information while it's fresh, while you're on the ride. And you're like, I'm going to start, I'm going to start giving back right out of the yeah. gate. Like, tell so
1: us you know what? About that. Yeah. So definitely every year we're going to take two young women and we're just gonna help them if they want to be in the Maryland wine scene, the DMV, which is, you know, DC, Maryland, Virginia. So if they wanna be in that area, we're gonna see how much we can help and mentor these ladies. And the first two people we're starting with, of course, Kayla, my beautiful daughter, and Denise's daughter, um, oh my goodness, did I not forget her name? Brittany, (laughs) sorry no worries i'm too excited but Brittany, um we're, we're definitely gonna start with those two because those two we know number one and those two we know can help others we're going to d- build layers of helping and layers of helping so that's that's definitely one of the um one of the, diff- the parts of our uh philosophy
0: amazing so um t- so Denise, your business partner. Tell yes. us about Denise. Like, how'd you guys meet? How'd you connect? Like, tell us, tell us that story.
1: So Denise and I met at work full time at um, Johns Hopkins University. And then we built a friendship outside of work. And from then, it's been at least 15 years. I remember her 10th year wedding anniversary with her husband. So I was there for that. So I know it's been over 15 years or so, at least. But Denise and I, we are very um, compatible to each other. And I was telling Ashley the other day that it's always good to have a mate, a partner, and a business partner that can, um, I would say, can defeat your weaknesses. You need to, We all have weaknesses, and we need to have someone that's there to at least be able to be compatible to the things that we can't do. What are you drinking, water? Oh, my goodness.
0: I'm drinking water right now.
1: <laughs> H2O.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm enjoying this conversation. I'm even <laughs> off of it. What are you drinking right but, now?
1: But yeah, so Denise is that person. She balances me and I balance her. So with that, when it came time to find a business partner, I had a rough day at my full-time job have a lot of rough days but anyway and I you,
0: you still work at Johns
1: Hopkins right and I still 17 years in the making 17 yeah. years I'm telling you nowhere near retirement but enough years to call out the years you know yeah <laughs> so um with that denise I called her one day and I said dude I'm tired of this job I, I want to do what I want my what I'm passionate about full time and she says well I'm in She didn't even hear what I had to say. She just said, I'm in from the very words that I had to say. And that's how Denise and I are so compatible. And there have been many people that ask me, why did you choose this person and not me? And the answer to that question is because our compatibility matches no other. I'm telling you. It is phenomenal. She's the business side. She's the calm side. When I'm hyper and I'm talkative and she's just, Hey, how you doing? You know, and she can calm a room with me. I can hype up a room. So it's just like, we're very, um, we're very compatible within, uh, within that partnership.
0: That's incredible. So you said, Hey, I hate my job. I love wine. I want it. I want to, I want to chase my passion. I want to start a winery. And Denise said, you know what, I don't know about all the details yet, but count me in, I'd love to do it with you.
1: That's what she so, said.
0: That's incredible. So from there, how did how, how did Philosophy Wondery come to be?
1: Tell so us that story. The, So my next day off, we went straight to the state building to become an LLC. That's incredible. Because that's one thing about she and I is that we're business women. Right. Business women kind of thrown in the farm world. You know, I'm more into the farm, World than she is, but it balances out definitely. So, um, we went here's an
0: idea we're not going to let grass grow under our feet. You said you're in the first day I have off work, we're going to the state building, and And that's what we did. Yeah,
1: we would we filed to be an LLC in 2018, and in 2018, we couldn't even tell our parents because they didn't want to know what is this that you're going to do now, Kimberly. You know, I've always had dreams to be an entrepreneur all of my life. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My aunt owned her own real estate company, and we all thrived from that. But from then on, there was nothing until now. That's
0: incredible. So you were like, you know what? I'm not going to tell anybody about this. I'm going to do it because I know it's the right thing to do. And I don't want to hear anybody telling me that I can't do it. I don't want to hear anything. Without all the risks. I'm just going to put my head down and I'm going to go with my gut.
1: Exactly. So we went and we were approved. We received our LLC. We did the fast route, you know, because I'm going to tell you, the state of Maryland, the red tape, I'm not going to talk about right now. That's a whole nother subject. But um, in the case is, you know, we we got everything that day. So it was pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, that is, that's incredible. So um, t- tell us about the name Philosophy Winery. What's it mean to you?
1: So we threw names around like from, for a long time, we threw names around. Philosophy stuck because it's a core value of Denise and a core value of myself. And when it comes down to just what we talked about with um, even being philanthropy and including other people into knowing and helping them grow their own businesses. That's all what we're about. That's our philosophy. And when we come down to it, philosophy winery was it.
0: That's incredible. So um, what you know, you you said state of Maryland. There's red tape. You're trying to figure this thing out as you go. You're going to start a mentorship program to kind of share your knowledge with others. If somebody is listening to this podcast and they're inspired and, you know, maybe they're into wine or beer or they've thought about starting their own, you know, restaurant, something like that. Um, what, what advice right now over the past, since 2018, getting to the point where you are, what advice would you give to that person? What do you wish you could go back right now and tell yourself three years ago?
1: I would advise to have the passion. If you don't have the the passion and the purpose, you're not going to be able to get through the red tape. You're not going to be able to get through the hurdles, the no's, the no, 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 the no, 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 no's, <laughs> or the, you know, the difficult times. So if the person does not, and I get asked this a lot by people who want to start their own businesses, and I'm all for it, but I say, you got to have a passion in whatever you do. If not, you have nothing to fall back on, because once those Um, once the real life comes in and if you think you're going to be making a thousand dollars or, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars at the first year, you are sadly mistaken. At the fifth year, you might be, I don't know, but still sadly mistaken. This is a labor of love. Wine in itself is a labor of love. It is made from soil all the way up to harvest, all the way up to going through the entire process of harvest, you have to have some love in that. If not, you're going to fall apart the first harvest or the first time someone says no. So that's what I say. Have that passion to fall back on.
0: That's incredible advice, really. Yeah. Because, you know, with that, it is your motivation to uh, continue onward, you know, in the face of adversity. And exactly. um, and if you really love what you're doing, then negative feedback and adversity can sharpen your vision and improve, you know, the direction of your business. Whereas if you're not passionate, then that same adversity will make you crumble.
1: Exactly. One other thing I say is that. Trust your own instinct. Drew, you told me this some years ago and you may not even remember, but- I, I
0: say do... lots of things, Kim. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I do take what you say um, and I take it to heart. But you told me this in just a normal conversation. You said to always be yourself, follow your own your, your own, not just spirit, but follow your own path and never put that aside. And I can say in the two years that I've been involved in the wine industry, that has held true to me every time. Every time I was told that something could not happen, I was just like, you know what? Okay, let's see how we can make this happen. Every time I was told that, no, you need to do this in order to be that, I said to myself, but Kimberly, are you being yourself? Do you feel comfortable in those shoes? And if I said no to that, I don't feel comfortable in those shoes. I did not take on that task. And thank you for telling me and giving me that advice years ago.
0: That that sounds like really good advice. And I am flattered that I came up with that at one point in time. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh so yeah, stay true to yourself, know who you are, what your North Star is, where you're trying to go, and kind of reverse engineer that along the way. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, passion and passion helps you get through adversity. That's you know exactly as simple as that. So um Let's, let's talk a little bit about what philosophy winery is trying to produce, right? So we've talked about you and Denise, how you got this idea off the ground. Um, we talked about the brand. We talked about your philanthropy, which frankly is the most important thing. And, and, and I think that our order of operations here is, is accurate, right? Like the actual grapes... And the wine, I've tasted your rosé, by the way. It's incredible. So awesome. you, you, know, you don't have to, uh, you know, uh, toot your own horn. I'll, I'll do it for you. Um, so the wines are incredible. Let's talk a little bit about that. What kind of wine is Philosophy Winery looking to make? What kind of mark are you looking to leave in the wine industry?
1: So we want to put wine, Maryland wine on the mat. There you go again, Drew Baker. Incredible. Thank you. Incredible. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we want to put Maryland wine on the map, but you know, definitely we want to do high quality Maryland wine from Maryland grapes. Dry and obtainable and also competable. To compete in these uh, different competitions that we have in the Mid-Atlantic and to also see that, wow, that's from Maryland? Okay, I I wanna go to taste Maryland wine. Do you know that the map skips over Maryland? The wine map. The wine map goes from Virginia all the way over to Pennsylvania. It's like, wait a second, we're here, hello. So that's our goal. Our goal is to help the Maryland wine industry move into the next phase of, of what what we have going on. And so it's all going to be, we're going to produce high quality dry red and white wines. Oh, and rosé as well. um, That pleases the palate, that shows an experience. Denise and I are going to be a boutique, small boutique. So with that, she's uh, studying for her certified song. She's already passed the first level. So she's studying for a second level, which is certified. And that's in November. For me, I'm going to UC Davis. I'm getting my wine um, maker certificate, as well as just all of the knowledge that I've learned in the past 15 or so years within the Maryland wine industry. So we want to provide superior service. Excellent just service and basically just an experience that that person can come back to over and over and over again, residual. That's what we say.
0: That's amazing. So I, I gotta say, just like listening to that, I am so inspired by you. And the, you, you you, were at Hopkins all day today. You work at Johns Hopkins all the time. And yeah. everything that you just shared with us is, is nights and weekends.
1: Yes. Um,
0: I mean, that is just like talk about passion and inspiration. And I think anybody listening to this, like if I could just kind of piggyback on your advice, which was have passionate about what you, be passionate about what you do. Um, I think your hustle is incredibly admirable and, um, you know, and and frankly, it's rare. You are the type of person that has a dream and it doesn't matter if, you know, you um, know you're not going to let anything get in the way no. and uh and and you're making it happen and i think yeah. that's that's incredible so,
1: awesome. so thank you
0: the wines the wines are awesome the rose is uh is coming soon um yeah. what um you know how how can uh, how, how can people get a hold of your wine
1: So soon we will have wine available. We'll be doing tastings, pop-up tastings. And those pop-up tastings will be uh, featured on our Instagram and Facebook. We'll let you know where we are in advance so that people can come show up and taste our wines. And uh, it all depends, of course, on COVID. We're all dependent on COVID. And if we're not able to taste, I'm definitely able to give you a full description of how the wine tastes, in my opinion, and what you're gonna be getting. And if not, come back and talk with us. You know, we're always glad to see and hear uh, patrons just be happy about their product that they're receiving. And um, our Facebook page, our Instagram page, definitely, thanks to Ashley.
0: (laughs) So, at Philosophy Winery
1: at philosophywinery.com. So philosophywinery.com is always the basic, the basic, uh, premises of our wines. Yes.
0: And you have a wine club that people can sign up for there.
1: So we have a special wine club. This wine club is 25 people only 25 special people that we want to enlist to That's be the incro- first. I mean,
0: honestly, if someone's listening to this, You should get on that right now, because 25 people, are you kidding me, that's unbelievable.
1: 25 people, 25 people that we want to to enlist to be a part of this wine club. Denise and I, again, we wanna have that psalm side, we wanna have that winemaker side. So we wanna have all that it's needed to come together to make a great brand. Not just a great brand, but a great wine to taste and enjoy.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, be a part of history, sign up. Part really of fast. History. I know. Yes. I love it. I love it. So, who are, um, who on this show, I want listeners to find advice from people who are making things happen like you. So, um, Something that, that I personally think is very important um, is, is mentorship or having people in your life that you admire and who you emulate. And I'm wondering from, from your perspective, who have been some people in your life along the way who, who you've looked up to. You mentioned your aunt who ran her own business and how you want to kind of carry on that banner of entrepreneurship in your family. Who are some people in your life, this, is, this can be a shout out time or you can even go big picture if you want. Who are some people who have meant a lot to you, who have spoken life to you, who have been encouraging to you um, and or who you have uh, admired and, and emulated?
1: Yeah. So first, I would love to do a very broad shout out to at least 10 10 to 12 years ago. Lucia Simmons is a woman who I met years ago who helped me learn how how to spell the word Somaliere. I mean, honestly, I didn't know what that was until she described that to me, but she's actually one of the children in the Linganore family. And Lucia, God rest her soul, she's passed away now um, some years ago, but she and I had a very great bond, wonderful businesswoman, wonderful wine lover, wonderful... um, when it comes to putting the festivals together, she basically is the floor to what grew into a love of wine and more than just a love, a passion. Um, with that, also just the people that I meet on a daily basis and then the baker family, of course. I mean, geez Louise. Um, from each and every baker, I get a tidbit of love from, and not just love, I learn a lot from Miss Ginger to Mr. J, all the way up to Drew, Lisa, and Ash. You know, it's, it's been a, a blessing. And I told Ashley this, the first time we met, sitting at that picnic table, and I'm calling you Brandon Johnson. <laughs> I said, I'm, I belong here. For some reason, I feel in my spirit I belong here. And she said, "Well all right, well, we're gonna work with we're gonna see how this goes, and years later, this is where we are so i I do nothing but well just that warms
0: my up. heart, and you know we love you, and yes. <laughs> uh, we're so proud of you and uh yeah this this is this is incredible so
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so uh who else in your life has uh has kind of helped you uh get to where you are now
1: um to so the core of who I am is Annabelle Johnson. That's my grandmother. She's 94 years old. Wow. You know, I remember the day that I went to tell her that I own a winery. She said, baby, I hope you're not making hooch in the tub like your grandfather did. And That's I
0: incredible. said- incredible.
1: <laughs> I said, I said, Ma, um, it's not hooch, but we're gonna figure this thing out. But she's 94 years old. I have not seen her since March because of COVID. She is the light of my life. She is the the atmosphere of our entire family. Seven children she bared and my mother is the seven. Wow. Which then bared me, myself, and then Kayla and RJ. So if I had to owe who I am, it goes back 94 years to a woman who did, could not try on a shoe at Hex, downtown Baltimore. A woman who did not know how it felt to be any more than a servant. And I wanted to show her that her grandchild is way more than that. And, and, and then some. She just can't fathom it. So just to go back to if I had to pick one person in my life, it would be my 94-year-old grandmother, Annabelle Johnson. And I'm telling you, when you meet her, because she's coming to our grand opening, our premiere, when you meet her, you will say that's where Kimberly got her sass from. (laughs)
0: I love it. I love it. And she must be so proud of you. I mean, you talk about, you know, 94 years of American history. We're all, uh, incredibly, um, you know, aware right now, uh, of, of, of what's happening in our society. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, um, you know, it, it, it's front and center and, um, you know, we can use our imaginations about what it was like 94 years ago in Baltimore City when, yes. um, you know, when she wasn't allowed to go in and try shoes on. Like just, that's incredible. And now for her, in two generations, to look at her granddaughter yes, who is starting a winery, like, wow, she must be so proud of you.
1: You know, she she is. She, she's very proud. She talks about it a lot. She doesn't get all the words correctly, but um, she does Wait, say.
0: Pass. She's ninety-four, right?
1: Yeah, but you know what? She was. Res- she actually um, repeats exactly what I say. So if I say winery, she'll tell someone, "Yeah, Kimberly owns a winery. I'm so proud of her." And you know, but she doesn't know what winery means.
0: <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> She's still picturing that hooch that your grandfather made in the right, tub.
1: Made in the tub. Oh, yeah. my gracious. Really.
0: That's awesome. So um, do you, I mean, you're, you're working full time at Johns Hopkins University. You run Philosophy Winery with Denise. Um, and I work a, with H-
1: O-Dub-Dub.
0: Yes. And you're a manager at o dub um, yeah. Do you have any time for, for, for leisure?
1: I don't. Um,
0: you like it that way. You have any hobbies, things that you wish you could do, or, or are you just so enthralled with the journey you're currently on? Which
1: I'm, I'm just so happy with the journey that I'm on. Um, I love to go to O Dub Tasting Room, O uh, Westminster Tasting Room, to see my club members. They have a, just a, a, a just wonderful. Um, When they see me and they know that I've been there for so many years. Um, And then also, uh, my son and my daughter both have been entrenched in wine and making wine. And I wish there was another way I can say it because wine sounds so 21 and over, you know, but it's not, you know, even though I was learning how to do things in the vineyard. So it's just like,
0: Yeah, it's agriculture at its core.
1: Agriculture at its core. You're right. That's so true. So, you know, both of my children have been entrenched in the industry. And RJ, my son, he's 13 now. You know, when I started and I was there talking with Ashley and thought you were Brandon, (laughs) um, he was five years old. He's 13 now.
0: That's incredible. I remember him over the years.
1: I, I remember
0: when we were out doing tastings on the patio, and he was throwing the football, you know, just kind of right. back and forth in the backyard. Yep, yes. just killing time.
1: You know, <laughs> you guys taught him how to make his first marshmallow and um, chocolate s'mores. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Katie's dad, um, Delaney. Katie's yep. Uncle Pat. Yeah, Uncle Pat, yes. Taught him how to make his first s'mores. Now, he's teaching everyone else That's on incredible. top of the grill how to make s'mores. So, it's just like, it's a wonderful way to just learn and just, it, it, it's a wonderful just to be grateful for that experience.
0: That's incredible. Um, so... The Brutal Podcast, uh, just kind of a, a quirky little idea I had when I started this. So, like, you know, brutal is a, a term that's kind of gaining traction in the natural wine world. It talks about wine that's made uh, from just grapes. And, uh, but, but, brutal to my mind, uh, so more importantly, is a term that my sisters and I uh, always use growing up and still use to this day to describe a situation that's like so awkward or so bad that when you look back on it later, it's kind of funny. And like, you're just like, wow, that was brutal. So I'm, I'm wondering, do you have a story that you can share with our listeners that that is like so brutal that it's funny?
1: <laughs> well, let me just tell you, um, this may not be brutal to all, but to a mom, it's brutal. So, I make mac and cheese, I make soul food, I make all kinds of different foods for the children here, but my son eats nothing but my mother's mac and cheese. One day I tried to trick him and I called my mom and I said, Mom, what do you put in your mac and cheese? She told me everything but forgot one ingredient. And she didn't remember, she forgot until later on. Oh, I forgot to tell you about the heavy whipping cream. My son said he took one bite and said, "This is not Granny's mac and cheese." I was like, "No, Mom made it. I made it." He's like, "But where's Granny's mac and cheese?" He goes in the refrigerator. He's in the oven. He's looking for Grammys. So he's mac Mac and and
0: cheese cheese connoisseur.
1: I'm telling you, this dude hurt my feelings. Okay, (laughs) when I say that I will never in my life make mac and cheese. I'm telling you the truth. Never, never will I make mac and cheese for anyone because it's not my mom's mac and cheese. Now, we're going to a cookout for just a small, very small COVID cookout this weekend. My mother is coming here on Thursday to make her mac and cheese so that when he walks up and he represents mac and cheese, he gonna know it's from his grandmother and not his mother.
0: That's incredible.
1: So, brutal, that's that's brutal for me even to talk, to speak about. <laughs> right, just to,
0: your, just to have your cooking insulted, that been that yes. by, by a child.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm embarrassed. But uh, for him, it's some serious stuff.
0: That's incredible. So, philosophy, winery, Kim Johnson, it's incredible. I'm so proud of you. Um, one more time for, for people that are listening, how can they connect with you? Um, if they're interested in mentorship program, I know you got your first two coming out of the gate, but you're gonna do yes. this every year. How, how can people get in touch with you? How can people connect with with what you're doing, the, the, the trail you're blazing?
1: So uh, at philosophywinery.com is our website. On Instagram, we are at Philosophy Winery. On Twitter, we're at Philosophy Wine underscore. And on, did I say Instagram already? Say it again. Uh, Got it. (laughs) True. On Instagram, we're at Philosophy Winery. So yeah, we're on all of the different platforms. We want to know how you guys feel. We're interested in everything wine. And that's just it.
0: It's a grassroots movement.
1: It is. It's a grassroots. You know, I'm still in touch with a lot of people that I met from the, uh, the summer solstice last year. I'm in touch with a lot of people that I met from summer solstice. Oh, so sad summer solstice couldn't happen this year. But I'm telling you.
0: But that's okay. It's gonna happen next year and Philosophy Winery is gonna be there pouring their oh, own. Oh right. So that's what I'm saying. Spectator this go round.
1: <laughs> that's wonderful, Drew. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. So Kim Johnson, you're a friend. Thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Uh, this was lots of fun for all for everybody listening. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in to our conversation. Uh, appreciate you. If you enjoyed the conversation, please consider subscribing on Spotify or iTunes or whatever uh, platform you use to, uh, to listen to your podcast. And uh, we're going to release a new episode every Monday. So uh, that's it. That's the show. That's the Brutal Podcast. We appreciate right. you. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Nice
1: you. Thanks, Drew. Yeah. Bye, everyone.
0: All right. Thank you. See ya.
1: See ya.